0: Welcome to the Book of Mormon Evidence podcast with host Rod Meldrum. This week's Come Follow Me supplemental study is Lesson 13, Enos, Words of Mormon. He works in me to do his will. Jonathan Neville is a lawyer, businessman, educator, and author who has written over 40 books, including both nonfiction and fiction. He has studied church history in the Book of Mormon for decades, but didn't begin publishing in the field until 2015. He has written over 10 books on these topics approaches these issues like the criminal prosecutor he once was. He pursues the evidence wherever it leads and doesn't simply assume anything or take anyone's word at face value. When it comes to church history, he follows the adage, trust but verify. That process of verifying has led to some important new discoveries that he finds to be faith-affirming and corroborate what Joseph Smith said and what the Book of Mormon teaches.
1: Welcome to another episode of our Come Follow Me series, Supplemental Material, and today I'm really excited to have, uh, again, probably most of you who have been uh, following our research for a while already knows uh, Jonathan Neville, mm-hmm. but uh, we are excited to have him back. He's been all over the place. In fact, uh, I think you were saying you've been on 27 flights yeah. in about the last uh, month and a half that's or so. Yeah, about last six weeks. Yeah, it's <laughs> so yeah, been a lot. That's but both for you and your wife, so... Yeah. Uh, what Just just really quickly, what are some of the countries you've been coming from? In
2: the last few weeks? Yeah. Well, we were in China, <coughs> Laos, Cambodia, no, not Cambodia, Myanmar, <laughs> Sri Lanka, Australia, New Zealand, Singapore, Bali, which is in Indonesia. And, and, I,
1: uh, in India, and now uh, Provo.
2: Now we're in Provo for a well, few weeks. Well, days. Highland yeah.
1: specifically, but yeah,
2: okay. Highland, yeah. You
1: bet. Well, uh, well, we are grateful to have you back. Glad to be here. And also, we're very grateful to have you back and uh, coronavirus-free. That's right. We're so. all healthy, and
2: everyone else around here is coughing, but we're not. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's true, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. Okay. So, again, our, our assumption is is that uh, you've already studied the lesson manual for these lessons. Um, these are considered to be supplemental material. And, uh, and today, we're going to be talking about uh, the uh, words of Mormon. We've got some some things that probably you have not heard before, unless you've heard Jonathan specifically talk about this. But these podcasts are actually uh, going. We we are having some really exciting things happen with the podcasts, and uh, in fact, got I've gotten uh, emails and so forth from from people from Europe and uh, mm-hmm. and, and and all mm-hmm. over the you know from and Sweden and so forth. You know, who are watching these podcasts and or, or listening to them, and uh, so this is pretty exciting. It's great. All right, so so in the words of Mormon, let's start off with a couple of quick things here. We we all know, basically, and we've talked about this several times on the uh, on the episodes so far, that essentially the Book of Mormon came from two two different, you know, sets of sets uh-huh. of plates. Okay, right. we had the, uh, the the plates that were in the stone box, mm-hmm. which were the plates that uh, that Mormon. Did most of the, uh, um, the abridgment. abridgment for mm-hmm. and so forth, and then Moroni finished it off, and then they added their commentaries and so forth there. But there is an interesting part that I think that most people have not understood um, the possibilities of um, here in the very beginning part of the words of Mormon. Mm-hmm. So so far, what we've been ta- what we've been studying up to this point is the, the essentially the small plates of Nephi, right? The part that was that was um, Substituted, if you will, for the 116 pages that were lost. Right. And now we're about to go into the explanation as to, you know, mm-hmm. what you know, from from this point forward, basically mm-hmm. here. And uh, and and I and I wanted to uh, start off by just reading a couple of quick things now. So those of you who are using the annotated edition of the Book of Mormon here, this is on page 135. And it says, and and now I, Mormon, being about to deliver up the record which I have been making into the hands of my son Moroni. So this is this is Mormon who's writing this portion of it. Obviously, mm-hmm. he's going to deliver all this stuff into his hands of his of his son. Uh, he says, and he, t- he talks about that he's witnessed almost the entire destruction of their people at right. this point in time. So uh, so then in verse three says, and now I speak somewhat concerning that which I have written, for after I had made an abridgment of the plates of Nephi. So, what plates were those?
2: Well, it would have been the Book of Lehi. It was what exactly. it was called. The, the, the
1: large plates of Nephi, basically. Right, right. right. But okay. his abridgment was the yeah, book of exactly. Lehi. Exactly. The right. They call it the Book of Lehi. Right. Down to the reign of this King Benjamin, of whom Amalekai spake, I searched among the records which had been delivered into my hands, which was all of them. He, he had the right. repository of records available to him. Mm-hmm. And he says, and I found these. Plates which contained this small account of the prophets from Jacob down to the reign of this king Benjamin, and also many of the words of Nephi, and the things which are upon these plates pleasing me because of the prophecies of the coming of Christ. And my fathers, knowing that many of these have been fulfilled, and also I also know that as many of these things have been prophesied concerning us down to this day have been fulfilled, and as many as go and as many as go beyond this day must surely come to pass. Wherefore. I chose these things to finish my record upon them, which remainder of my record I shall take from the plates of Nephi, and I cannot write the hundredth part of the things of my people. Mm-hmm. I think most of us over the course of time have thought that what happened was is that as Mormon was going through his repository of records mm-hmm. and pulling out the information and then and then abridging those onto the plates, right. that he searched... The room of records basically, the repository of records, found the small plates of Nephi and then took those plates and installed them into the three ring binder Mm -hmm. of his set of plates.
2: Right.
1: Why is that wrong? <laughs> <laughs> well, <there's... laughs> because, because, I, because, I, yeah. all of a sudden, when you when you done your research here, right. it totally changed my understanding yeah, of this whole thing. That's right. And I think you're about to see and I have a major change of understanding yeah. of this too. Yeah. So, tell us about okay. this research.
2: Well, to begin with, the the title page of the Book of Mormon was the last leaf of the plates, mm-hmm. and it describes what was in the plates. And there was, it says there was an abridgment of the record of the Nephites, an abridgment of the record of the Jaredites, and then Moroni sealed it. it doesn't say anything about any original plates.
1: Yeah, so that, there's nothing about the small plates of Nephites. Yeah, the,
2: and, and what you were just reading from here was at the end of the small plates that were translated in Fayette, right? Mm-hmm. And so I don't know how much of this you've already covered in the podcast. We haven't, so go ahead and just give okay. us a quick overview. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, the, the Book of Mormon starts off with the last part that Joseph translated up in Fayette. And, and that's where he translated the small plates of Nephi, what we call the small plates of Nephi t- uh, today. And those were original writings of Nephi and Jacob and the others that Mormon just mentioned here. And so none of those were mentioned in the title page. Okay, let, let's
1: put this into context that everybody yeah. can understand. So basically from a historical standpoint, okay. Um, so Joseph Smith receives the plates. Right. Um, he's getting all kinds of uh, flack and people are trying to get the plates from him there in Pomara Right. So... Take it from there.
2: Okay. Well, first he went and got the plates out of the box yeah. that Moroni put in. He took them home, and then eventually, a few months later, he took them down to Harmony, Pennsylvania okay. to begin the translation. And he said, using the Urim and Thumm, he copied some of the characters and began translating them. But when um, he was down in Harmony, he had the, what he called later the original Book of Mormon, which were the two sets of abridgments, plus Moroni sealed it. That was basically this. Uh, That was, yeah, represented by
1: that. Represented by this, yes. (laughs) Okay. Okay. All right. (laughs) This is all the stuff that came out of the stone box. Right. Okay.
2: And so, uh, of course, Martin Harris was the first scribe who wrote down 116 pages. Then those were lost. Oliver Cowdery came down in 1829. And Oliver Cowdery began with uh, the Book of Mosiah, what we have today.
1: Which is is right after Right after the Words of Mormon. Yeah
2: and so he and, and Joseph did the translation up through the end of the Book of Mormon and we read about that in section 10 because when they got to the end they considered retranslating the book of Lehi that Martin Harris had lost 116 pages mm-hmm. and that's why in section 10 the Lord said no don't go retranslate that instead you have to translate the plates of Nephi but they didn't have the plates of Nephi that's
1: the key to realize so they, they, so the plates of Nephi were not like at, right. the, at the bottom of the yeah, they, because, they don't fit in there anywhere. Yeah, exactly. Because the this, last leaf was the title page. And this is the one thing when you when you yeah. first brought that up. Yeah. And I was thinking to myself, you know what? That's right, because because Nephi made his set of plates a thousand years before. Mormon yeah. was making his right. plates. What's right. the chances that they used the same yeah. the same exact dimensions of their plates, the same exact hole pattern, well, those so are he are could just kind of drop house. those into the three-ring binder? Yeah. Right. Well, they didn't have that kind of standardization, yeah. obviously. So when he found the plates, and it says that he put them with his other records, right? we've just kind of all assumed we, we assume, that he put them yeah. inside <laughs> the the, 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 yeah. the thing.
2: We, we assume that put them with means to attach Right, And it doesn't. And you can see a few verses later, it talks about That's how right. the uh, these original records were also put with the records of the Nephites, but Mormon had to go searching for them. Yeah, and So it, they weren't attached. They were just in the same area they
1: put them and, with. And none of the witnesses said anything about the, the plates right. having two different sizes or anything right. like that? Well, or yeah, they did. Well, well, well I mean, in, in the same three-ring binding.
2: Right. In the same. Well, this is one of the issues. That gets back into the two sets of plates. But let's first finish the chronology. Because when Joseph and Oliver finished with the original plates, what I call the original Book of Mormon, which was the abridged Book of Mormon, Mm -hmm. he translated the, the title page and he said it was a literal translation. It's the only thing he said was a literal translation. And the title page was like what we would consider a table of contents today because it explained the purpose of the book and what it consisted mm-hmm. of, which was the two abridgments. Because it's exactly what it is. So. Right. So before they left Harmony, well, one day, while they were in Harmony, Joseph put, applied the Joseph and, thumb, and Cowdery. Joseph and Oliver Cowdy. Joseph and Oliver Joseph applied the earm and Thummim to his eyes to look on the record according to his mother. And instead of having the words of the book given, he received a revelation to ask David Whitmer to come pick them up he didn't even know David Whitmer but Oliver Cowdery <laughs> Oliver Cowdery did so Oliver Cowdery wrote a letter he had written two other letters to David Whitmer updating on the progress mm-hmm. and he asked David Whitmer to come and pick him up and that's a famous story in church history where David Whitmer got the letter he said "It's Harvard you know I'm planting I can't come down and the three Nephites plowed the land, and so he plastered kind of, it and all that yeah. Kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. So when they came down, before they David Whitmer came down, Joseph Smith gave those plates to a divine messenger. That's all he called them. He said he was a divine messenger.
1: That's in some, harmony, yeah, because, because he was he was there in harmony. He needed to come up and find out what was going on with the 116 pages and so forth. At that no, no, time, the 116
2: this? pages was a year before. Okay. He had. Okay. He, they, he he was finished with the plates. The only thing he couldn't translate was the part that was sealed. right? Because Moroni had told him, don't translate the parts that's sealed. right? But the rest of the plates he had finished translating. And, and that's why the Lord said, now you have he to translate the plates of Nephi. So he had to get the plates of Nephi. So before he left Harmony, he gave the original Book of Mormon, those abridged plates, to this mm-hmm. messenger. Then David Whitmer shows up. They get in the wagon. They're headed back to Fayette. And they pass this messenger on the road. And David yeah. Whitmer asked him if he wanted a ride. And the guy says, no, I, I'm going to Cumorah.
1: It's kind of this odd little anecdotal story. Yeah. And everybody's kind yeah. of wondering, what is this? Why it doesn't is this make any church sense, history? Right? Yeah, it doesn't <laughs> make sense.
2: And so, the, yeah. you know, if you read uh, some of the, the traditional historians, what I call the revisionist historians today, yeah. they have completely omitted that. that. They've censored it basically from church history. So, the only way you can find it is to read the original. Well, why, why, do you think they
1: sent, why, why would they censor something? Well,
2: that has to do with the, the Hill Cumorah problem. Okay. Well, they don't, we'll talk about that. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. Things, yeah. But the point was so, this messenger said he was going to Cumorah. And David Whitmer said he had a knapsack on his back, and it looked like it had something solid like a book. And he asked Joseph Smith who it was, and Joseph Smith said it was one of the Nephites. So he recognized him. One of the three Nephites? We just said one of the Nephites. One of the Nephites, okay. And so, but it was the guy that Joseph had given the plates to back in Harmony. And so, so this it guy was... was the
1: same messenger.
2: Yeah, same messenger. Okay. So he was taking the original plates back to the Hill Cumorah. And so I started wondering, well, why would he do that? And that's when I realized, well, he was taking them back to the repository in the Hill Cumorah because Joseph didn't need them anymore. Joseph had to translate the plates of Nephi. Which he didn't have, so this messenger went back to the Hilkimora to the repository, left the abridged plates there, picked up, you know, went through like Mormon did here, and found the plates of Nephi, took those over to Fayette, and that's why Joseph and Oliver translated the plates of Nephi in Fayette, not the abridged record in Fayette. Right. So, getting back to this, so that's how we know there's two sets of plates. There's lots of other reasons in, in terms of the description <laughs> of the plates,
1: the. Um, you know uh, just just briefly on the description of the place so the three witnesses yeah. it's interesting it's pretty why, cool why, why did the lord have two different sets of witnesses
2: well that's what were the
1: three witnesses seeing then
2: well the three uh, it was martin harris who said that only he joseph david and Oliver ever saw the original plates. The ones that they held in the, the stone or the wooden box that they had. There's a wow. red wooden box that they were Joseph stored yeah. the plates in. Yeah. Only the three witnesses and Joseph ever saw those.
1: And that and that's what basically is represented what, by. Yes, yeah,
2: that's what that is. The eight witnesses saw the plates of Nephi, and there's lots of ways we up can in tell in that. F- we, when they saw. Well, they were in um, were Palmyra.
1: They? Okay, they were in Palmyra.
2: Yeah, that's the Smith home. Okay, because the Whitmer brothers went over to. Uh, Palmyra and saw the the uh, small plates. Okay. So, and there's lots of details behind that that we don't have
1: time and to talk And they talk about plates that are not the same size. I mean, they're you know, yeah, six they're wa- by six, w- by eight. Well, ages. and Joseph's father,
2: uh, apparently, according to him, he weighed the plates on a scale and said they weighed 30 pounds. And other people said they weighed 60 pounds. That's and the so, this difference. was always one of the discrepancies in the story that people were saying, well, this must be made up, because these guys don't have their story straight. But it's perfectly clear that they were—they had two different sets of plates that they were looking at and, and hefting.
1: So one was the large, well, not, not the large plates of Nephi. The abridgments plates. Uh, the abridgments, right. th- this, basically. And the other one was the small plates of Nephi, right. which which right. Mormon said here, he searched in the record right. until he found the small plates of Nephi, and he put them with his other records. So they would have been probably, well, they talk about that there was a table inside the... Repositories and repository right. Right. records, yep. And that the sword of Laban was there, and there and were was, records piled high, and right? All that. But but I'm guessing that that when, when Moroni left and sealed up the, the repository records, mm-hmm. that he left them where well, he left the all the records in there, yeah, sure, where the messenger right. would easily yeah. know and be able to find the small plates of Nephi, right? Right, sure. And
2: so, when in this words of Mormon, by the time yeah. he wrote the words of Mormon. He had abridged the record of uh, Nephi and Lehi, which was, was called the book of Lehi until it was lost, 116 mm-hmm. pages. Mm-hmm. And when he got to the end of that is when he found these smaller plates of Nephi. And so he says here, you know, I found these, are pleasing unto me. And he says, I'm going to write the rest of my record upon these. Doesn't mean upon the plates, because they were out. Of, the small plates were full. In fact, the right. previous writer said they ran out of room, right? So, when he says he's going to write them upon these plates, he did not mean literally upon the plates that were already full. He meant he was going to write the rest of the abridgment to show how these prophecies have been fulfilled. So he kept it with it so he could refer to it, to uh, these small plates, to show how the prophecies were fulfilled in doing the abridgment. Because he says right here, he said he can only write the hundredth part of the things of his people. He was choosing that hundredth part based on what was
1: in the small plates so that he could show the fulfillment of all these prophecies. Yeah. In, in addition to that, I think that he's also, uh, as he's being directed by the Lord, because the Lord basically said, he said, I, I've, well, he said, Jesus Christ has shown you unto me, and right. I know you're doing. Yeah. So he saw us in our day and what was going on, and he knew what he needed to pull out of their history mm-hmm. to put into the history that he's going to pass now down to us right? so that we can learn from their yeah, that's right. Nice but he, he
2: used these, these small plates that he kept them with the record as he was abridging it.
1: Because mm-hmm. he still
2: had the whole rest of the abridgment to right. do. Right. But he kept them with it so he could refer to it and so on to make sure it was yeah. fulfilled. So that's what that means. And then just right after this where he talks about putting them with, he, he mentions that King Benjamin King Benjamin had taken these same plates and put them with the other plates. So they weren't attached. Mormon had to go searching for them, but they were in the same room in the same collection. You could, yeah. you could say.
1: If, if we go here and just to um, uh, verse verse six and seven, let's just read that really quickly. So again, this is page one thirty five. This is Words of Mormon. Uh, there's only one chapter, so it's just uh, I guess you'd say one verse six. And behold, I shall take these small plates which contain these prophecies and revelations, and put them with the remainder of my record. That's what you're mm-hmm. talking about right there. For they are choice unto me, and I know that they will be choice unto my brethren. Mm-hmm. And I guess he's talking about the Lamanite, the, mm-hmm. the, the future Lamanites. And I do this for a wise purpose, mm-hmm. for thus it whispereth me according to the workings of the Spirit of the Lord which is in me. And, and now I do not know all things, but the Lord knoweth all things which are to come. Wherefore He worketh in me to do according to His will. I, I just, I just love that this, that this for a wise purpose yeah. part because here he is you know uh...
2: well the way i fr- the way i think of this anyway yeah. is that martin harris wasn't predestined to lose 116 pages he could have lost king benjamin's address or something you know or mm. something else no matter what was lost from the abridged record the yes. original was in the repository because mormon put it with it and so it, it happened to be the 116 pages that and that um the, the original plates of Nephi covered, but it, there wasn't an exact overlap either, which we right, can discuss right, it later. Right. But the point is that he he knew that this was important for the future, but not because Martin Harris was predestined to lose these <laughs> 116 pages.
1: Because <laughs> he didn't apparently know. Right, Obviously he didn't know. Well,
2: we know there are other sacred records because yeah. Moroni himself went in and found his father's sermons and yeah. copied those as well. So there were lots
1: of other things in this repository that they could have
2: Every place, if anything, had been lost.
1: Yeah. So I wanted to bring this. As a, this is from a BYU Studies Quarterly. It says, prior to the final battle of the Nephites at the Hillcomor in New York, this is on the top of page 135 in the annotated edition. Again, prior to the final battle of the Nephites at the Cumor in New York, Mormon had been abridging the records of the people of Nephi until he reached the point in Nephite history where King Benjamin ruled. He searched among the Nephite records and found a small account written by Nephi, Jacob, and other prophets down to the reign of King Benjamin. This account has been put with the other plates Mormon was working with, but Mormon still had to search for them. Today, these original writings are often referred to as the small plates of Nephi. These are the plates Joseph Smith translated in Fayette, New York. Uh, Mormon may have chosen the prophecies and the small plates to guide the remainder of his abridgment of the records of the Nephites to show how the prophecies they contained had been and would be fulfilled um, and it goes on to, to talk about that some more. You can read right. the rest of that on yeah. that, but basically, it really is a wise purpose. I mean, mm-hmm. you think about how brilliant was this
2: yeah
1: that uh, and it was amazing that he was inspired to be to do this mm-hmm. so that even though we lost the more secular history of the of the book of Lehi, yeah we ended up having the more sacred history, mm-hmm. which yeah. was in the small plates of Nephi, yep, and these were all k- held in a repository mm-hmm. Of records. Right. Can you tell us a little bit more about this repository <laughs> of records here? Because this is a, <laughs> well, this, this, is, a, this yeah. is an important thing and, it, and it's actually it a place where there's some di- diverse yeah. ideas yeah. I know. about this there's, in the church.
2: Well, the, the simple answer is Oliver Cowdery described going in there and what it was like. Mm-hmm. He said the hill opened up, they went in on multiple mm-hmm. occasions, they saw the room full of plates, Brigham Young and Heber C. Kimball and Wilford Woodruff and others mm-hmm. talked about this. And mm-hmm. And he, it he's talking about.
1: When he says that you said the hill, the hill
2: Kamora, where Joseph got the plates. Okay. There were there were two. The way Orson Pratt <clears> described <throat> it is there were two separate departments in the hill Kamora. There was the uh, department that had the repository with all the Nephite original records, and then there was the stone box that uh, Moroni built to put the bridge plates, which I call the harmony plates, mm-hmm. and the sword, or not the sword, but the um, breastplate and the urim and yeah.
1: So We already talked about that. The sword. Was not in the right. box. Yeah, it was in the repository, <laughs> and neither was the liahona. That's right. It was just the the, the plates themselves yeah. and the and the, the yeah. rest plate, the Urim and Thumm.
2: Yeah. So I've had I've had some people who believe the Hill is in Mexico ask me, well, why would there be two rooms or two um, areas in the Hill Cumorah? Why didn't Moroni just have them go in the repository? And the easy answer to that is when you read Joseph Smith's history, it took him four years. To overcome the temptation of, you know, selling artifacts. I've, I've just seen this. Just one set of plates, yeah. <laughs> and so, and that's when when they they ran into this messenger, on the road from Harmony to Fayette. David Whitmer said when he turned to look at Joseph, Joseph. In one account, he said he was white, and the others he said he was pale. And people, well, that seems kind of strange, right? Mm-hmm. But if you think that that's the first time Joseph realized that all the records were in that the same Hill Cumorah, <laughs> where he had been going all these years. Yeah. He had no idea. that All he saw was a stone box. Now he realized, based on what the messenger said, that there was a billion dollars worth of gold in there, you know, with all yeah. the other records. Yeah. And that's that, at least in my opinion, that would be a, a shock
1: to him. That would be a big aha be, yeah. moment. For yeah, Jerusalem totally. Because he thought, totally. I already got the whole that's thing. Right. It was right there. Yeah, And it, interesting also, he talks about, he says that, that he put... The, um uh, the, you know basically this essentially mm-hmm. in, on the hill Camora right and he said and all the, but all the other records were in the hill Camora right the stone box being just underneath a rock that was still visible from the surface' yeah. is not really in the hill right you know it's it's on the hill right but the repository of records would be in Inside. the hill, which would yeah. be which would be actually, yeah. and, and there's also interesting that the people claim. Well, you know, some people said it was a cave, and some people said it was a room, yeah. and so forth. Um, we now know more about that. Yeah, I do you want to talk? about Well, it wasn't a, <laughs> well, it wasn't a cave because it, it wasn't was, a
2: cave. It was a room. Yeah,
1: number one, it, 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 it can't be a cave because the the hills in in, in New York are are drum yeah, ones and that's, so forth. That's yeah.
2: what some people say, yeah, but there are caves. Than, in they're those. more or
1: less. You know, rubble piles and but, so forth. But they're,
2: right? Okay, that's what a lot of people say, but I've yeah. dug into some of them, and they're not that way. There's, yeah. a, there's a surface layer that's kind of rubble, but underneath mm-hmm. there's solid clay that's hard to even dig in. You can easily put a cave in there. Yeah. But it wouldn't be a natural cave. Right, right. It'd, and it'd be the one, a room. It, it'd be a room. Yeah. A man-made, man-made room made. with bricks, brick walls, like the one we've yeah, we And, seen and nowhere did of. they
1: ever say this was a natural that's formation. Right. They it was, yeah. said it was a room. That's right. Well, they said
2: it was a cave, but they back then they used cave. They had a natural cave and a man-made cave, or yeah. artificial cave, they said. Yeah. But Oliver Cowdery talked about it, but as Brigham Young said, he didn't talk about it in public, in meeting, he said. But he told them about it privately, and they all
1: knew about it. Yeah. Well, they have, what is it, eight different accounts of people who yeah, went into, saw, participated Well, it's all based on
2: what Oliver Cowdery said. Yeah. But he several people related what he said. And David Whitmer said that um, Oliver had told him about it. And he also said, David Whitmer also said the plates were no longer in that repository, but they were not far from there. And that's because...
1: Was that David Whitmer that said David that? David Whitmer right? said yeah. that because... But there when were, did he say that? Uh, I don't remember which...
2: Towards toward the end of his life, I thought. it was Towards the, the end of his life, but it was he was asked where the plates yeah, were like now.
1: A, like an interview he did for the newspaper, I think, or something. Yeah, he, remember, did, right. he did lots of interviews. Yeah.
2: But... He said that the adventurers from Rochester would never find the plates because they were down there digging up hills, trying to find you know trying to find <laughs> the the treasure or the gold plates. And so what I think happened is when Joseph Smith was going to publish the testimony of eight people there plus the three people, plus himself. So that's twelve people who testified to the reality of these plates, that was going to invigorate the treasure hunters to go dig up the hill. Mm-hmm. So he had to move the plates to another location probably back to the Hill Shem where they came from in the first place.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there was two different uh, places. They moved them from the Hill Shem to the Hill yeah. right before uh, Mormon and Moroni. Yeah. And,
2: and, so and it's like kind of cool. This is a little tangential, but it's kind of... People always ask, well, why would they go to this hill in New York, western New York? It's just... Uh, it's not that significant of a hill, right? Yeah. But Mormon knew that he had to remove the place from the Hill Shem because the Lamanites were overrunning the land. And so he had to have known about the Jaredite fortress at the Hill Cumorah because of their last battles, which would be rooms inside the hill as, as uh, Oliver described it. So it's a natural place to move all the records to the Hill Cumorah. The other thing that I think is kinda of cool to think about is how uh, at the end of the Nephite um, battles there, there were only 24 men left, but Mor- Moroni is the only one who survived. So how would he have survived? And I think he, he, they hid him in the chamber, and mm-hmm. the, they let the Lamanites kill the other 23 because they knew that they were survivors, but they would have had the hill surrounded. Mm-hmm. And so that's how I think Mormon survived. He, he, he didn't reveal himself, he says in the scriptures, because he was in that chamber. He was hanging out in there until the Lamanites finally left. So that's mm-hmm. another indication of how we know that there was a repository secreted in there. And the door lifted up off the hill. They could close it down and cover it with brush and stuff so it wouldn't be found. It's awesome. I mean, all this stuff makes perfect sense once you understand that there were two sets of plates, why the messenger was taking these to the repository, and so forth. The other aspect of Words of Mormon to to touch on is that in verse um, 11 is where Mormon is sort of adding his little um, statement of sealing these small plates. There. We don't need to read it. Anybody can read it. It's verse yeah. 11. But starting with verse 12, it's a summary of um, King Benjamin. And as, as indicated here in, in the, the commentary in, this, in the Annotated Book of Mormon, this appears to have been part of the original first two chapters of the Book of Mosiah. Because what we have is Mosiah chapter 1 was originally chapter 3. And we think that the first two chapters, or most of the first two chapters, were lost with 116 pages. Mm -hmm. So we can refer to these these verses 12 through 18. You can consider on page 117, for example. (laughs) Because in the Doctrine and Covenants, the Lord told Joseph Smith to translate the plates of Nephi up to the part that he had retained. So he had retained something. It didn't give all. Yeah, the so entire he, translation so yeah, apparently he must account. have given
1: the 116 pages. Didn't include everything that they had done up to that point. Right. It was just 116 yeah. pages. I know uh, the 116 pages, though. Yeah. Anyway, I know, there's something. Yeah. About, there's something about the paper. There and, is. And, yeah, and it's and real how many interesting. Pages and so forth. There's, there's some
2: different theories on why it was 116 pages. We don't have time to get into here, but right. it, it is a very interesting account. But it, it's an even number, and so mm-hmm. if they had actually started on page 117. When Oliver Cowdery showed up, it had already that part had already been translated. So that was the part that Joseph had retained, mm-hmm. and then this part, you know, it's possible that verse twelve is Joseph Smith's own insertion to make a transition to the actual page one hundred and seventeen. But when you read it carefully, you can see it doesn't really fit with the rest of the Words of Mormon. So wow. that's just a little side
1: note. That's that's pretty, pretty cool. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, cool. That's fantastic. So, so there's a little bit uh, some uh, some more in depth information about the words of Mormon. Yeah, um, and then just as a final final thing here, uh, again you can read this in, on page one thirty six, but this is um, from the preface of the first the the eighteen thirty edition of the Book of Mormon. Here it says that as many false reports have been circulated respecting the Book of Mormon and also many unlawful measures taken by evil-designing persons to destroy me and also the work, I would inform you that I translated... That's an interesting statement. Yeah. He didn't say that he read it off of a stone. Right. He says, By the gift and power of God, and caused to be written 116 pages, the, the which I took from the book of Lehi, which was an account abridged from the plates of Lehi, by the hand of Mormon which said account some person or persons have stolen and kept from me, notwithstanding my utmost exertions to recover it again, and being commanded of the Lord that I should not translate the same over again, for Satan had put it into their hearts to tempt the Lord their God by altering the words that they did read contrary from that which I had translated and caused to be written. And if I should bring forth the same words again, or in other words, if I should translate the same over again, they would publish that which they had stolen and Satan would stir up their hearts of this generation that they might not receive this work. But behold, the Lord said unto me, I will not suffer that Satan shall accomplish his evil design in this thing. Therefore thou shalt translate from the plates of Nephi until ye come to that which, which ye have translated, which ye have retained, and behold, ye shall publish it as the record of Nephi, and thus I will confound those who have altered my words. I will not suffer, that they shall destroy my work, yea, I will show unto them that my wisdom is greater than the cunning of the devil. Yeah, And then, just like you said, that's in Doctrine and Covenants section 10. So, this is a recap here. Mm-hmm. So, uh, there were two sets of plates. Mm-hmm. Um, go ahead and
2: just Well, everybody knows that everybody yeah. talks about two sets of plates, because... There's the uh, plates of Nephi and the abridged plates. Mm-hmm. The, the key is that, at least in my opinion, they were not in the stone box together. They weren't attached. They were two distinct ones. That, and that's why Joseph translated the plates of, of uh, Mormon, the abridged plates, in Fayette or harmony and the mm-hmm. plates of Nephi in Fayette. Mm-hmm. That explains why they did that. That explains why there were different descriptions of the plates and the weights and what Martin Harris said and all that. So there's a lot of a lot of loose ends in church history that don't make sense until you understand there were two completely different sets of
1: plates. Yeah. Now, there's a lot of things that we've talked about here today that yeah. that, uh, that we haven't shown any documentation right. for. Right. But if you'd like documentation, there is... And Jonathan oh, yeah. has done an amazing job of this. There's a, a, a book that he has. It's called Whatever Happened to the Golden Plates. There's also a DVD mm-hmm. that kind of goes along with that, there's Whatever Happened to the Golden yep. Plates. And uh, this gives you time frames and, and maps and all you know and, and information that really right. helps yeah. to, uh, to it understand shows the sequence of how it
2: all worked and so on. Yeah,
1: yeah, and, 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 and really, I mean, the, the work that's been yeah. done on this was was pretty phenomenal. And you actually uh, presented this to uh, some church history.
2: Yeah, so, uh, from time to time. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, the, for me, that what's exciting about it is that it explains loose ends because when when you know, anti-mormon critics or let's just say critics of the church who you know take take shots at different things that happen in church history and a lot of them have to do with the plates mm-hmm. yeah and for example a lot of people say that Joseph Smith just couldn't retranslate it exactly so he made up this story about the other plates right and and there when he he pointed out here that the lord said that if he did retranslate it even if he retranslated it word for word They would change the words when they published it. It wasn't a matter of them going to the original manuscript and crossing out a word and writing a different word. That's not what it said. It said they would publish it differently. And so people would look at the published version. It was different from Joseph Smith's version, even though the original was word for word. And that's how Satan would deceive the people. So he had to do it this way. But when you understand the two sets of plates, it adds so much more um, reality and credibility to what Joseph and Oliver said all along. Because, they're, you know, they're, that's the physicality of having the messenger take the records from uh, Harmony to the Hill Kimora to Fayette, showing them to Mary Whitmer, which is a whole other topic to discuss. Yeah, Because yes, a lot of people are saying it was Moroni who, Moroni shapeshifted into this old short you know, fat guy, <laughs> instead of the the resurrected being that appeared to Joseph Smith. I mean, it's just unbelievable what they've come up with. But the reason they do this is they're trying in, to accommodate. A... They're trying to say Kimura not in New York, and so they're yeah. they're changing church history. They're reinterpreting what Joseph and Oliver taught very clearly to say to justify their opinion that the hill is somewhere in Mexico. And on mm-hmm. the other, if you weren't trying to force the Mesoamerican thing into the church history, and you just look at church history, then it's it's, it's obvious that
1: no. is in New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah That's an interesting aspect of it. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to have uh, more of these. Yeah. Uh, we have several more of these uh, okay. planned, and so we will look forward to seeing you on that, on those. But actually. Um, so if you uh, if you like what you're hearing and you want to learn more about this, yeah, uh, there's several different places you can go. You can go. You can get the uh, the, the book or the DVD. It's called Whatever Happened to the Golden Plates. That's uh, you just you can Google that or you, know, you can get it on you know, several different mm-hmm. places. You can get it on our website at Book of right. We have a bookstore there. Um, if you'd like to hear more of uh, of Jonathan's uh, amazing research, we're going to have several more things we need to talk about about the Hill Cumorah, right? About the um, the uh, several different things I yeah. want to make sure I don't, I don't miss ch- something here aspects but, uh, of church history. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But basically, how,
2: how the Book of Mormon describes North America is a good one.
1: Yeah, we want to talk about yeah. the, the smoking gun of the uh, the, yeah. of the geography of the Book of Mormon, yeah. and also what what uh, is called Moroni's America. Yeah. That's this uh, this book here, um, which is the, which is a uh, chapter by chapter breakdown of the geographical aspects of the Book of mm-hmm. Mormon. Yeah. and how that all fits here in North America just beautifully. This uh, this book is called The City of Zarahemla. This is a book that you did that uh, that talks about this is the smoking gun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> basically, yeah. a lot of people have wondered, well, so why is it that for years and years it seems like the church has promoted um, Central America, right. the Mayan civilization down in Central America, um, and uh, you know, wh- where did that whole idea come from? Because right. We don't have anything that's what we're John going to Smith. talk about in the next one. We're right. going to talk about that okay. as well. Yep, and then uh, and then there's uh, have a couple other books that uh, he's he's done. There's, there's a pocket edition of Moroni's America yeah. here. You have Letter Seven, which is uh, Oliver Cowdery's message to the world about the Hilcomora. Yeah, we'll right. talk about that in, in more detail here. And then uh, Moroni's Keys, and uh, anyway, there's there's other yeah. great stuff. Um, you've also spoken at uh, at least two or three times, usually at each of our of our yeah. bigger events right. that we've been doing. Mm-hmm. Those are now uh, pretty much, I think, most of them are up online cool. at the Book of Mormon Great. Evidence Streaming. Yeah, so, awesome. we, so if you want to see the full versions of these things, uh, this is a very, very, very abbreviated um, mm-hmm. conversation we're having here today. Right. But just to let you know that there is amazing information out there, and when and when Jonathan does these things, I mean, it's fully documented. It's it's mm-hmm. it's really well researched and and done so thank you it's exciting happy to be here stopping by for a moment.
2: happy to do it all right all right thanks
0: (laughs) thank you for listening to the book of mormon evidence podcast if you enjoyed this come follow me supplemental study click the like button or share it with your friends be sure to go to book of mormonevidence.org where you can buy tickets to the upcoming firm foundation expo held Thursday Friday and Saturday April 9th 10th and 11th